Welcome to the You Can Tell the Children podcast, a place where sharing God's word with the next generation in your circle of influence can be simple, easy, and fun. We know that intentionally teaching children about God and the relevancy of His word will be a game changer in their homes, schools, and communities. This podcast is a ministry of Bible to School, the experts in engaging children with the Word of God. Together, we will make sure you can tell the children about the love of Jesus. Ready, set, let's go. Welcome to the You Can Tell the Children podcast. I'm your host, Corey Pennypacker, and this is episode two. Thanks for joining us. Our heart is to give you practical ways to tell children about Jesus in your everyday life, and our guest today decided she wanted to not only tell her children about Jesus, but tell her children's public school friends as well. Jocelyn Rovath, a mom and Bible to school leader, is joining us with her story. You will hear why she decided to activate a Bible to school program in her local public school and why she feels it is so important for kids to have Christian friends around them. You can find today's show notes and resources just for you on our website. Now, let's hear from Jocelyn. I know you will be blessed. Welcome, Jocelyn. So glad to have you join us today. Thanks for being here. Not only are you on our Bible to School staff, you are a mom of three lovely and fun girls in elementary school. And you have a story to tell about impacting your children's friends in their public school. Jocelyn, we want to learn more. But first, will you please introduce yourself to our friends who are listening? Sure. I am from the southern Lancaster County area in Pennsylvania. That's where I grew up. And my husband is from the Pittsburgh side, the western side of the state. But we now live in the Lancaster area. And as you said, our three little girls attend public elementary school. My background is physical therapist assistant. I worked and did that full-time and then as needed PRN for about 17 years. And I just recently put my license on hold to work more with Bible to school and tell children about God. Sure. Well, that's pretty important. We appreciate that. We all know that it's important who your friends are and who you hang out with. And you hang out with your friends and they, they rub off on you. You know, you rub off on each other. But you were concerned about your children's friends and you did something about it. So tell us, what were you concerned about and, and how did that happen? Yeah, well, my husband and I, our background is both in private school or parochial school, but we knew that God wanted us to have our children in public school. And so I've always prayed over my children, Proverbs 27, 17, as iron sharpens iron, so one man sharpens another. And I know the importance of having Christian friends. And my children were coming home with stories about their friends in public school. And a lot of them were heartbreaking. A lot of these children, I can tell, were hurting. They don't hold to the same hope that we hold to. And my children sometimes kind of felt alone in how they were living life compared to the kids around them. So ultimately, I started a Bible to school program so that my children's friends could hear the gospel during the school day. Wow. That, that is very cool. Why Bible to school? Why did you pick Bible to school as the program that you were going to do? Well, honestly, in the beginning, I really knew nothing about release time. So first I had to learn about that and what that was. And then as I researched it, I realized there are a lot of release time programs, but Bible to school in particular focused on the ages. I noticed where my kids were at and also where they're 
thinking was kind of changing. You know, it's when they're they're younger in the elementary years that they're starting to ask hard questions. I learned my kids were coming to me with hard questions. And the- let's back up a second, though, before you get into the curriculum, like release time for those who don't know what release time is. Could you tell us what release time is? Oh, sure. Yeah. So release time allows public school children to receive religious education of their choice during the school day. This is allowed nationally. Um, It's upheld by the Supreme Court. It's protected by the Constitution. And I was just excited to hear that this was even an option during the school day for my kids. I was really very surprised. I had never heard of such a thing. And the more people I talked to in my area, the more I realized not many people had heard of this, or if they did know about it, they had had it like 30 years ago in the area. But for some reason, it died off. It's been around a long time since like 1914. So yeah, release time is a court ruling that allows you to teach the Bible during the school day. So, so glad you figured that out and got on board, but then you decided you were going to take action and activate a Bible to school program. How did that come about? And again, why Bible to school? Yeah. So as I was saying, the curriculum for Bible to school really stood out to me. I liked how there is almost like an essential question like my kids have during the public school day. So a think about it question in Bible to school that the children answer or learn the answer to throughout the lesson. Not only that, but I I research everything before I commit to it. And the website for Bible, Bible to school is comprehensive. I could find everything I needed. It was obviously well thought out and proven and tried. I learned then that Bible to School has been in existence for a while. So I love the support I got. Every time I reached out with an email, I was able to get an answer. And as you said, ultimately activated a program. Uh, That entailed following some proven steps with the team at Bible to School getting trained on things. So what kind Um, of things did you do first? What did you do first? I mean, there's moms out there, there's parents out there saying, well, wait a minute, I don't know if I could do something like this. And, you know, maybe she's super mom or something. What what, what did you do first? Well, the first thing I did was pray. God just kept making it clear that this was something he wanted. He wanted the children to hear about him. And what an opportunity. I mean, the elementary school is a mission field. So I was, God didn't have to do much convincing. I was totally sold on this is what he wanted me to do. But then I just started talking to some of my girlfriends, friends with children the same age. I started talking to mentors, pastors, and just casting this vision of what I saw Bible to school would be able to do for our community. And probably the hardest part was I was not from that community originally. This is when we were living in like the central part of the state. So I was nervous. I was intimidated to go before these people, bringing something new to an area that wasn't really open to change, or I thought not, until I started talking to people and everybody quickly came on board and saw the need for the children in our area. So what kind of people did you recruit? I mean, what kind of team did you get around you? I started with a local business owner, actually, a, a good friend of mine that owned a daycare. But she also had a background in education. And so we talked through that. I was able to show her curriculum samples and things. And then she helped connect me to a couple different pastors of several churches. I talked to a local Christian athletic leader 
he started talking to his connections as well. And it just mm. kind of snowballed from there. So really just people you knew, just one person you know, and then, then it starts going because the word of God, everybody wants to get the word of God out. And you had a shared heart. That's so awesome, Jocelyn, that you, that you did. It only takes one person just to start the conversation. So each week over lunch and recess, you did this program. You, you got the donors, the resources involved. You got the, the volunteers, right? How hard is it to volunteer in this program? I would say that that was the biggest pushback I would get from people when I would vision cast was, how are you going to find volunteers for this? But that was not difficult at all. The first thing I learned was when the harvest is ready, God brings the workers. And it was obvious that it was the right time and that people were anxious to help the children in our area. Not only that, a lot of people who are of retirement age, like doing something in the middle of the day and not in the evening. The area we lived in was in the mountains and a long winter and nobody wants to drive in the snow at nighttime. So, or even later in the day. So everybody liked middle of the day. Some people, it was over their lunch break. So it quickly just often one volunteer would bring another person with them. And it was like our numbers, not only for the children that came, but the numbers for volunteers started doubling by the end of the program for the first year. Wow. That is awesome. Could you do me a favor and describe a day in the life? So if a, a child is coming to a Bible school program, what does that look like? Yeah. So the program is held off of school campus. That's part of the way the law is written in our area. And so actually it's all areas. Yeah. Release time has to be in all areas. You have to be offsite. Yeah. So uh, it was off of school campus. So the volunteers all met at that location. For us, it was a church, but I learned it could be a local business across the street, somewhere just off of the school campus, really. And the volunteers met off of campus and prayed for the children and set up a little bit. And then they left the site and went to the school in their cars and met the children there at the doors. The children had their lunch in hand that was packed either from school or home. And they met the volunteers and in our area got on a bus that we chartered. I learned that some areas, the offsite location is within walking distance of the school, but for our area, it was not within walking distance. So the children get on the bus and they ride to the program. They get off, they go into a large group lesson. They sit and eat their lunch while they're listening to this lesson that answers the think about it question. I Right. And a very interactive lesson at that, right? Very much. Sometimes they dress up in costumes. Sometimes there are experiments. It's age appropriate for these children. And then during small group time, which follows the large group lesson, they are with a leader uh, where they do a craft or an activity to reinforce the lesson. One thing that I was really impressed with when I saw a Bible to school program prior to starting one was that relationship building was so important for these children and the leaders. And so the ratios are small of volunteers to children and the children just get to know their small group leader. And I found later, I'm kind of getting off here of the class in action, but I found later that the children would end up often attending the church where their small group leader wow. attended um, or the mm. host of the church because they developed that relationship. But then the class ended with worship time and the children got back on the bus and went back to school. So it all happened within like an hour, once a week, but God redeemed the time and it worked. And tell me about the children. You know, are they children from 
churches? Are they children with any background with God? Or So the first few children that registered, of course, mine <laughs> were some of them, were children who attended church because I went to all my friends and we started spreading the word through the churches, which is how it usually starts. But then they invite their friends at school and slowly but surely children start coming who have no church affiliation. They see, even throughout the school year, they would see the Bible to school kids come back to the school after a Bible to school class. And they would ask like, what did you learn? What's that Bible you have on your desk? And then they would ask their parents to sign them up because registration was always open. So in the program I started, I think we had 20 children to start. I've been praying for 10. We started with 20. And by the end of the school year, there were over 40. And that was just one, one grade in our school. It just kept growing and growing. And I would say half of the children had no church affiliation. Wow. Half of the children. That, yes. That's amazing. That's really hitting the target. You're teaching children about Jesus for the very first time. That is what, what we're looking for. So, but you know, somebody's out there and they're saying, well, it's probably easy for you to do this. You must have ran into boundaries or, or, or roadblocks. What kind of things, what kind of hurdles did you have to deal with when you were starting this program? With school administration? I mean, you know, it, they have to agree to, to work with you. So how did that work? Yeah. Well, again, anytime I had a meeting scheduled with school administrators, I'm, people were behind me praying for those meetings. But the first meeting I had, I, I was definitely nervous. Um, my background, like I said, is in physical therapy. So I did not interact with school administrators very much. But thankfully, the leaders at Bible to School were able to kind of train me and give me ideas of what questions I was going to be asked. And I expected it to be very difficult. But what I quickly learned was it wasn't. They were hesitant because they didn't know the law. So I was educating them on release time. But they loved the idea of these children learning morals and values during the school day and talking about things that they could not talk about during the public school day. They just had to make sure that we were all going about it legally, which we were. And I was thankful for the research and the partnership with local attorneys for Bible to School to just be able to know that everything was done in the right manner and very respectfully. So you built a partnership with the school, is that right? Absolutely. And I did not go before the administrators until I had all my I's dotted and T's crossed. <laughs> I did not want to come before them and not know what I was talking about. Were there any other fears that you had that when you were starting this up that you would maybe want to tell our listeners that how they were addressed and how it worked out? Yeah, I would say the, my biggest fear was fundraising. This program costs a little bit of money, not a lot, but in our area, because the children could not walk to the offsite right. location, we had to charter right. a bus. And it's a free, it's free and to the children. Is that right? Absolutely free to the children. And so I was asking local churches and business owners if they would contribute towards costs like the bus or some other little things, but that was the main thing. And God just removed that obstacle immediately. And as I said, I learned, you know, when the harvest is ready, things come together. That includes the funding. God just removed every roadblock. It sounds crazy to say I didn't do anything. I did. But God somehow just kept opening the doors. When it's his will, the doors just keep opening. And crazy stuff happens, like a check shows up in the mail for the program. That's the exact amount mm. that was needed for a specific cost. 
So that fear went right out the window within the first month. And it was exciting then to uh, see God continue to make that funding available. Wow. And, you know, employers, they like this program because these are their future employees. And to learn integrity and honesty and biblical morals and values is a good thing for future employees. So the business community can really get behind this when you're talking about children and good things. So I agree. Our very first donor was a business owner, not a church. The churches came on board, but the business owner jumped on right away and wanted to fund one grade. It was amazing. Let's pause right now and take a question from one of our Bible to School kids. How do you pray? Isn't that a question a lot of adults ask too? We were exploring the topic of prayer that day, and because prayer was a totally new concept for this little boy, he turned to his friend, who he knew attended church, and asked, how do you pray? His friend just said, repeat after me, and led him in the Lord's Prayer by example. That's what Jesus did too. He led by example, just like his friend. Prayer doesn't have to be formal. Just simply talk to God like a father. Tell him what's on your mind. He's listening. So next time someone asks you, how do I pray? Just say, repeat after me. So Jocelyn, all this you did, you activated a Bible to school program. You brought people around you. You invited people in. You built a team. Your program multiplied pretty well. Can you tell us about that and tell us about the impact? Yeah, again, God just moved things and rather quickly. By the end of the first year, we had two grades up and running in one school. And uh, it's been three years since that started, and it's now in three districts and serves over 250 children. God multiplied it very quickly and lots of volunteers, lots of churches on board. The whole area knows about it. And principals are talking to each other from different districts. It's just incredible. But the impact, in addition to that, just individual children, I could tell you lots of stories, but my, my top story is really a little boy that walked into the program. I think it was the second or third class we had. I did not know this child. He was in one of my daughter's classes and he came up with a picture in hand. He was really excited to show me this picture. It was either what I thought, maybe a movie star or a basketball player, somebody famous. And I said, buddy, who's that a picture of? And he was like, Miss Jocelyn, this is a picture of my dad in prison. And I know we can pray for him here. And he proceeded to go over to his small group and hand it around to every person at the table and they prayed over it. I started crying because I could see that this was much bigger than that day of class. It was impacting an entire family and changing a child's thought pattern that he can reach out to a God who loves him and loves him more than we do, than his dad does or anybody in his life. God loves him more. And then another one, I'll just share one more, a little girl that walked in. They always come with their lunch in hand. Like I said, it's packed from school or home. And she had a notebook in her hand. I'm like, why do you have a notebook today? And she said, I want to write down and take notes because my dad wants to know how to follow Jesus. And she proceeded to write down everything we said that day. Take it back to her family. Wow. At the end of the school year, we had a little program and invited the parents and and her parents were there. It's, It's much bigger than that day of class. So it impacts the whole family. Absolutely. Wow. Yeah, we story after story. I mean, families that started attending church, 
whether it was the host church that held the program or their volunteers church, as I mentioned before, the whole family would start attending, not just that child. And there was one child that just got baptized recently. Is that right? Yes. Yeah. Oh, this one little child started attending church with her grandmother as a result of going to Bible to school classes. And now it's been three years later as in their last year of Bible to school and asked the pastor if she could be baptized. And she did. And on top of that, she brought her little friend with her. She also got baptized. She did so. too. Yes. <laughs> Very exciting. Well, it doesn't get any better than that. You rolled up your sleeves and you got in there and you let Bible to school guide you and coach you through that. So that's awesome. You impacted your children's friends. And that's one way to do it through Bible to school. Yeah. I heard the prayer of Proverbs 27, 17. They started sharpening each other. Yes. It's quite an answer to prayer. Yes. Adults do that. We hang out with each other and, and sharpen each other and our, our faith and, and children do that as well. So Absolutely. good job doing that. But now you had decided then to join the Bible to school staff. So tell us about that. I did. It was unexpected. I thought God would have me running those Bible to school programs for the rest of my life. But he gave my husband a new job. We weren't even looking for a job, but isn't that how God works? He just opens other doors and he brought a new leader for the program that I was running and it's still successful and doing well. And in the meantime, I became the member engagement officer for Bible to school. And what does that mean? Member engagement officer? <laughs> That's a good question. Well, I am looking for women like me, moms that want their children to have Bible teaching during the school day and want their children's friends to hear about Jesus during the school day. Very passionate about it. I saw what it did in my children's friends' lives. I saw how it helped families who normally wouldn't go to church. You know, my children had tried to invite friends to church programs on the weekends or after school programs, but for some reason during the middle of the day, it was super convenient and the kids started coming. So I try to help other women and individuals and leaders, communities understand not only the need, but also that it's possible to offer Bible teaching during the public school day. Great, great. And if someone was interested who is listening to learn more about that, to activate or, or how to even get started with a Bible to school program in their local public school, how would they go about doing that, learning more? The easiest way would be to go to our website. So it's Bible to school with the number two.com. And you can ask for more information. You can contact us. You can look for me, Jocelyn Robath. Any of us would be happy to help them understand how this works and ultimately get a program started. Absolutely. Well, Jocelyn, thank you so much for your time and spending us with us today. Thank you for rolling up your sleeves and getting started and doing something about it, not just talking about it. You, you know, wow, I wish I wish there, there was God in the public schools. I wish that somebody would do something. You actually were that somebody and you got it started. And now three school districts and 250 children later, God is doing amazing things through just taking one step forward. So thank you for being with us and we'll talk to you another time. Yes, thank you for having me. Wow, it was so great to hear how God opened doors for Jocelyn to share Jesus with her children's friends through Bible to School. If you would like to explore starting a Bible to School program for your school, reach out to us through our website, bibletoschool.com. 
That's Bible2school.com. And connect with us on Facebook and Instagram. Don't forget to subscribe to the You Can Tell the Children podcast wherever you listen to podcasts. We release a new episode every Tuesday. Did you find today's episode encouraging? Is there someone in your life that needs to hear Jocelyn's story? Please share this episode with a friend. Now let me end us in prayer. Dear Lord, thank you so much for all the children in our lives and our circle of influence. Lord, thank you for the doors that you've opened for Jocelyn and please help us to recognize the doors that you're opening for us. Lord, help us to tell the children about your son, Jesus Christ, and his love for us. In your name we pray, amen. Speaking of prayer, next week we'll be talking to Barb Cole from Moms in Prayer International about why we should start with prayer as we go and tell the children in our circle of influence about Jesus. You won't want to miss it. Thanks for spending time with us and we'll see you next week.